Hey, this is Ashley. Hey, this is Marcy. And this is School in Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. If you haven't checked out our website lately, check it out at schoolandlifepod.com. That's S-C-H-O-L-I-N lifepod.com. This week in Mentor Moment, I just posted a brand new Mentor Moment video on my Instagram. It's all about motivation and honestly, how you shouldn't rely on motivation to advance your career. Too often, I see women who read quotes that inspire them, have mentors that encourage them, and walk away from those conversations feeling good and inspired and encouraged, but they don't act. Sounds familiar? (laughs) As soon as you get um, home or later in your day, doubt, imposter syndrome, and fear really creep up and you fall right back into the same old habits, waiting till the right time, needing to do research, or asking your partner for their opinion. I'm really encouraging women through this video to be more intentional about not relying on motivation, but moreover to rely on a plan of action to advance their career development. And one of the ways that you can really build out that that career development plan is to have some discipline. I think that too often people rely on motivation and inspiration and encouragement, but they're not relying on their own ability to be disciplined and be intentional about their action steps. And in um, the video, I share three strategies to build discipline in your everyday life. And I'm gonna talk about one here. Um, One is that it's important to know your weaknesses. And I think that, you know, typically when people talk, they they talk about like motivation and inspiration and encouragement, they're really focusing on your strengths. You know, they're motivated by what they're good at. They're passionate about this or that. They're excited about, you know, um, what they studied and what their background is, but they're not really thinking about what they're not good at because when you start to build discipline, you need to be able to say no a lot more. (laughs) And no means, when you say no, that means that you know what you're good at, you know what you're not good at, and you're saying no to you know, opportunities and, um, you know, jobs and projects that actually won't serve you and won't help you advance your life or your career in any meaningful way. So for example, if there was um, a project that required me to be incredibly detail-oriented and have lots of time to review finite research projects um, and really dig into the details of that, because I know my weaknesses and because I have discipline um, and I can know how to say no, I'm able to decline that project, talk about how else I could serve the organization or, you know, advance the strategic priorities um, of, you know, a, 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 a job that I have, right, or, or an organization that I'm working for while saying that, hey, like, I'm actually not good at X and thus cannot take on that opportunity. And so I think that too often people don't really know what they're not good at. So they can't appropriately decline work um, and or they don't know how to say no, right? They don't know how to like lean into their weaknesses and actually say, no, um, I'm not good at that or I can't do that. So I definitely encourage you um, to think about applying, right, discipline um, to your everyday um, life. Apply discipline to your workouts. Apply discipline to your eating habits. Apply discipline to your career development because it's going to be that, not motivation, not encouragement that really affords you the opportunity to really advance in a meaningful way. 
Additionally, I think one of the ways that I really build discipline is by through accountability. Um, and I take my accountability in partnerships and groups with other people, people who love me, people who care about me, people who can go beyond uh, encouraging word, but moreover, hold me accountable, right, for, for showing up for myself. Um, and so that's why I've moved my um, Mentor Me Accelerator to small group. That's why we do it actually in small group, because it really does have that built-in accountability system. There are other people who are relying on you to show up every weekend session and do the work and advance your career. They're there to help you and support you. I attract the best women in the world of work and, you know, they will hold you accountable. And I will, of course, hold you accountable as your mentor um, for advancing your career. So if you know you're ready for that level of support, uh, certainly let me mentor you. The first step is scheduling your mentor moment and we can um, really get together and um, start to build out a career development plan that's helpful for you. And if you watch this week's video, you'll see the other ways that I recommend you build discipline in your everyday life and in your career to really make the advancements to move from where you are to where you want to be. Again, you can check out that video on Instagram.com backslash Ashley Ashire. Again, that's Instagram.com backslash A-S-H-L-E-Y-A-S-S-H-I-R-E. So this week in I Digress, we are talking integrity. Integrity is defined as the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. In our parents' day, it was called word is bomb, or just being a person who could be counted on to do what they say they're going to do. But with ghosting, loving canceled plans, and shade being thrown in group texts, it often feels like there's a lack of integrity floating around. So how do we learn integrity? How do we maintain integrity in our life and business? And when we have a tough choice to make, how do we operate from a place of truth and integrity? Let's dive in. So Ashley, we are going to talk scenarios. So the first scenario is you sign up for a small group personal training with a friend. You go a couple of times, but you realize that the times you all previously chose is at the height of rush hour and there is no way you can get there on time. The instructor is annoying and too harsh and you realize that you really, really hate yoga. Definitely would not be me, but you know, maybe you. You know that if you bail, your friend will be hurt and stuck with paying the rest of the group fitness bill. What do you do? I'm really intentional about operating in integrity, Marcy, and it's a non-negotiable of sticking it out. You know, I'm not bailing on my friend. I'm not going to stick her with some undue financial responsibility. And maybe I will learn to hate yoga less. I will have to leave work early. I'll have to, you know, maybe I can talk to her about like trying to find another time if it works with her schedule. But the the most I'm gonna do is like, hey, can we try to find another time? I'm not gonna bail. Like, cause in my mind too, the thing is like, you know, it's not a class for like four years, right? Like it's, you know, it's, it's you know, an eight week class, a four week class. Like, you know, you just tough it out. You said you were gonna do it. You, you go into, I don't know, whatever realm yoga people go into, you ignore the instructor and you just do the work. I don't know. I just, I think when it comes to friends and like shared responsibilities, that's just not something you bail on. Um, and I think that, um, I mean, there are some compounding factors, right? Like traffic can be a B. So like, what do you do with that? You just have to leave a little earlier. The instructor, you just kind of got to zone out. Um, and yeah, you just go in there and you, you know, you just lean into what, you know, it is and you just try to use it as an opportunity for you to stretch, stretch and have some, some silence in your mind, right? Like just really focus in. Um, 
but I would stick it out. I think you have to operate in integrity with your friend. I mean, you, you can share with them how you feel. I mean, I think it's okay to be honest with your friend, but don't make them, don't make them give you an out or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that is also lacking integrity. The whole, like, I hate this. I don't really want to do it. Can you release me from the responsibility I signed up for? Like, don't do that to friends either. Um, I think the thing that you need to do if you're operating integrity is to stick it out. What about you, Marcy? Well, I would never be in this situation because I know what time rush hour is, right? Like, I think that a big part of being, having integrity is knowing your limits and your boundaries before you commit to something. And I think a lot of times when we feel like we have to go against what we've already committed to is that we are overextending ourselves. We're putting ourselves in a situation that we shouldn't have necessarily been in the first place. And then we're stuck in this position of trying to make a decision about whether or not I can't continue with something. Like if you know that you've never taken a yoga class, why in the world would you commit to doing something that you don't even have any familiarity with? So maybe take a class online first and then say, okay, maybe this is something that I would do. So I wouldn't be in this situation to begin with. But if I was, I would talk to my friend and say like, hey, it's taking me an hour and a half to get there because rush hour and I can't even enjoy the benefits of the class. Is there another option, like you said, of another time that we could do? I would probably talk to the instructor as well. Um, I actually had a situation with the client that I talked to them about this. Like if they're demeaning, depending on what harsh means, that's not healthy. That's not a good relationship for you to be in. And so I would talk to them about that too. And if the last like push came to shove and I really couldn't do it or I didn't want to do it, I would pay for my part of the fitness bill um, to not stick them with that, because obviously that is a financial commitment that I made, but I'm not the type of person that's just going to stick something out because I have to, or because I feel guilted into it. Um, but I also make very wise decisions before I commit to something, because I know how I am about wanting to have integrity and wanting to stick with something, but I also don't want to stick with something that like puts me in a difficult position to be in. So um, I do think that like, of course, the weight of the friendship is a compounding factor because if it's someone that you care about, you want to be able to support them and you want to stay committed to your friend. I imagine if it was some random coworker that you made this promise to, it would be a little easier to um, consider backing out of it. And depending on how much money you pay for it too, it might be a little harder to back out of. But um, I think it's really important to talk about the things that are going on with you, but always like as much as you can go into situations making decisions based on integrity rather than waiting until you're already in the situation to have to figure it out yeah i love that like go into a situation like operating from a place of integrity so that you don't have to put yourself in a situation where you might have to act from a like with less integrity later yeah like that's real um like nothing grinds my gears more than like when somebody like signs up for something agrees to do something and they back out talking about they don't got no money girl you knew what your ends were looking like before you signed up you play a game and nobody has time for said game no one has time for said game like oh anyway um so so yeah and i and i appreciate your perspective too this idea like i'm not gonna do like i don't want to feel guilted right but then i kind of feel like well, again, you signed up. So ain't nobody feeling make you feel guilty, but yourself, you, and I too, like, you know, even with your example, like if I'm going to pay for it, I'm probably still just going to go ahead and do it. Like, I'm like, cause I'll be like, okay, well maybe I can like run on their treadmills before I go. And then I can shower in their nice showers before I, when I leave, like I'm going to figure out a way to get my money's worth. I'm not going to like 
you know, cash it out and just like let it rock. Um, Girl, if you sit in Atlanta traffic long enough, <laughs> you will change your mind. And when I say guilty, I don't mean like someone else guilty me, but I think that a lot of times when we do have to make a decision where we think we're going to hurt someone and we feel guilty about it. So yeah. I don't like sitting in guilt, period. Period. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. That's real. And man, I haven't sat in Atlanta traffic for a long time, but baby, I remember when I used to have to, I haven't mean, I haven't sat in anybody's traffic. I live in, the, I live in, in rural Pennsylvania now. So I also didn't know traffic but but yes you're right I might quickly change my mind okay scenario number two you agree to co-lead a large-scale project at work the project will span across the year and require program design development and implementation you've worked with the colleague that you're leading the project with before so you had no concerns until you were accidentally cc'd on an email that outlined that they were having some performance issues and the organizational and the organization's senior leaders were preparing to put them on a performance improvement plan in an effort to terminate them at this point you want to get as far away from this person as possible and their performance issues because you don't want it to rub off on you so marcy where does integrity show up here and what would you do Oh, that is a very um, complex situation. It makes me so thankful that I work for myself. But, um, oh, I think that what I would consider doing, one, is having a conversation with said colleague about the uh, accusations or the alleged performance improvement plan um, that they are engaging in and just kind of question like why that wasn't brought up to me in advance I would definitely want to just have a really open honest conversation about that knowing that we've worked together in the past and there haven't been any challenges like what would let them to keep that information from me um, I think that in a lot of ways that would just kind of help me move forward because I don't believe that someone else's reputation can impact mine if I am already doing stellar work like I don't lack the security in my abilities and in my work now if you are lacking the <laughs> security in your abilities to work then yes that might be more of a concern but i think that my work speaks for itself and so i wouldn't be as concerned about um how their performance issues impact me but i would want to know like if they engaged in this process could that be helpful to them to not have this performance improvement plan or if that was the reason that they chose to do this project. So I think just having a conversation and figuring out if there's anything that I can do to help them, but I don't know that I would necessarily um, try to distance myself from them because they can't, I don't think that they would be able to impact my career at all. Um, and so I also think though that even in my difficulty of trying to figure out the answer to it is that there are lots of compounding factors because maybe you are a person who's not as secure in your job and associating with this person could be challenging or that people you're already associated with them and you work in an environment where your association could possibly impact your job and your career progression or just that people getting their feelings about them about you knowing their personal business which is valid and fair it sounds inappropriate for them to have cc'd you on this email anyway but it is very embarrassing if they hadn't planned on telling you this that you would know this information so i do think that those factors kind of even further support just wanting to go and talk to them about it um and get an understanding standing in a sense of where they are because I imagine that this puts them in a very vulnerable position that they hadn't necessarily planned on being in. What about you? What do you, well, you have lots of experience working on projects with people. So 
So what would you do in this situation? Baby, listen. So first of all, do not CC me on no email. I ain't supposed to be on so often. This happens to me because obviously there's a lot of Ashleys, you know, in any job and um, not necessarily a lot of Ashley Adams, but a lot of Ashleys. And so, you know, you type in one too many A and, you know, it's all over the place. So I actually get CC'd on a lot of emails that I'm not supposed to be on. Um, and I get left off of emails that I'm supposed to be on. And then people are asking me where things are and I don't know what they're talking about. So this has happened to me um, this actually has happened to me. Um, so this is a, it's a real life scenario. So the first thing, honestly, I would do is let the people who CC'd me know, like, hey, um, I was CC'd on this email. It looks like I received this in, in a, incorrectly or inappropriately, um, you know, just a note. Because, like, I need y'all to know that I'm not messy. I need y'all to know that, like, y'all created some mess and this is y'all fault and y'all need to do better, basically. Um, and then, quite honestly... Um, I will probably talk to my supervisor about it. I think this is certainly if you have a positive and supportive relationship with your supervisor and your supervisor wasn't the person who CC'd you on the email. Um, but like I would say to my supervisor, hey, like, um, you know, I'm, you know, um, you know, it's my responsibility to like lead this large scale program. You know, you, you, you know, hopefully you know, my supervisor already knew of this, was supportive of it. And like, I'm really concerned about like working on this with them because it looked like they, they about to get fired, sis. Like, what should I do? Um, Cause I think that this takes some strategic, some strategic thoughts and some strategic moves. I really feel like it's none of my business to say to the person who's, who's, who, you know, that the, my partner in this, because I imagine that like, if they, are like facing you know job action right they they facing some performance issues they probably are embar embarrassed or shamed by that don't want it brought up publicly and maybe they were using this project for redemption and they, they don't want to they don't want me or anybody else to know that this you know that they're having these issues or whatever so i would be inclined to talk to my supervisor about it and get their feedback like hey you know what do you think i should do you know this is what i'm concerned about and and depending on what my like if my supervisor is like oh you know i wasn't aware of that or like oh i was aware and i still think you should do it then i'd be happy to forge ahead and I don't know if I would ever say anything to the person about it, just because I feel like it's none of my business. I wasn't supposed to know anyway. And I feel like as long as my relationship with them is positive and I've never experienced any of, you know, them not pulling their weight or whatever, whatever, I'm going to treat them how they, I'm going to treat them with the level of integrity and hard work that I've known them to have. Like, I'm not going to bring up something I don't know about. Um, and I guess I would what I would do is like at the beginning of the project, I would clearly outline everybody's responsibilities, make that public to all the partners in the organization, you know, all the team members, like have a contingency plan. I would be like, well, you know, if one of us is out sick or has to be out for an extended period of time, I'm like, how does this work? You know, just to like create a contingency plan on the back end, knowing what I know, but I don't know that I would ever bring up their performance issue because it was none of my business to begin with. I would hopefully create a brave space where they would feel comfortable bringing it to me um, if they felt so inclined, but I just, you know, I'm going to take it as it as the mistake that it was, and I'm going to let them manage their business in the best way that they would desire. Um, and I think that the compounding issue is, and you stated this so clearly, Marcy, like if I'm insecure about my job or I'm insecure about, you know, what's going on with my career, do I start to feel like, man, is this like some dump project that they just put on the, the worst two employees and I'm one of the two and I just don't know it, right? Um, but because I operate in integrity and because I am secure in my work, I wouldn't, I don't think I would go that far. Um, 
and I wouldn't want to project. So I think it's best just to approach it with, with the integrity. I approach all of my other work and expect the best. Yeah. So how do you manage though? I think that this is kind of why saying something to me would be important is because how do you manage like that whole, I know that you know that I know something, but I'm not saying anything about it. Like I couldn't imagine continuing to engage with this person. Like to me, it feels like that wouldn't be integrity to engage with them without like at least acknowledging the elephant in the room. So how do you manage that part? Sure. I mean, and honestly, because I'm a like senior administrator at the university and because my colleagues sometimes talk to me about the performance issues of their staff members, not from a gossipy perspective, but just from like, hey, I'm working through such and such with so and so, you know, hey, can I get some feedback or, you know, how's your team member doing on this? Like, I know a lot of people's performance issues. <laughs> and I, and, and, you know, and I know some of my peers' performance issues, um, right? And so, but that don't mean I go like, approaching them like, I know you about to get fired, baby, so I ain't even worried about it. Like, I just, you know, I think I try to operate from a space of like, um, I often tell my mentees like, you can only leverage what you know. So it's good to build trust so you can know lots of things. And you should leverage what you know to get what you want. But everybody don't gotta know what you know. You just need to know it. But they do know that you know. (laughs) No, but they don't know that I know. See, I was CC'd on an email that I wasn't supposed to be CC'd on, but they weren't on the email. Got you. So, okay. So I assume that all of y'all were CC'd on the email. So my perspective was like, we all on this email. So, you know, I know that. Right, right. Got you. Saw this. Got right. you. So, okay, yeah. That so in my, yeah. And that's a, that's a good distinction. I think my answer would still be the same, <laughs> honestly. But yeah, so the, in, in the initial scenario, it's, like some like their boss was CCing was emailing somebody else and also CC'd you. They weren't even on the email, so they don't actually know that you know, right? Like you were just CC'd, and now you know they don't even know that you know, and they don't even know. Like they don't even oh. know that this is coming. But I I wouldn't say anything because it's just not any of my business. I'm a, I'm gonna treat you. With, I I know you to be a good worker. I know you to do a good job. I'm gonna engage you like from what I know about you. I'm not gonna switch it up on you and start acting no type of way or be like, hey, I want to let you know what's coming. Because again, none of my, now if you were, we were besties, that's different. But if you just a colleague who I speak to in the morning, I don't got, I mean, I just, it's not my obligation. See, I think that even complicates it more for me Ooh, like, okay. to have the information and they not know that I have it. And then I still have to show up and interact with them. Yeah, I don't know. That would be so difficult for me to have that information and not share it, especially mm-hmm. if it's someone that is like, um, what is the word? Yeah, like on the same level, a peer. Yeah, like a peer and not like someone in a super a supervisee role or a subordinate role. I think it would be very difficult, like friendship aside, because I definitely wouldn't keep it from a friend. Like that would <laughs> go right out the window. But I just, oh, that's, yeah, I hadn't even considered it from that perspective is that I know this information and they don't know, but I do think it would be very difficult for me to not share that with them and not from the perspective of like, hey, just let me, well, no, it would be from the perspective of like, <laughs> hey, I got this, this ain't none of my business. I don't know why I was CC'd on this email, but just wanted to let you know, this is the email that I got. 
um, yeah, I just couldn't imagine. I would still tell them too. Like, I don't think I was supposed to be included on this email, but I definitely, definitely would say something to them. Hmm, that's oh. interesting. Yeah, I know. And fr- from the question of integrity, right? You know, my in my mind, the integral thing is this was never any of my business. So from a place of integrity, I'm not going to share none that ain't my business. But I think in your, in your mind, it's probably like from a place of integrity, I know some about you that's coming down a pipe that you don't know. And from a place of integrity, I have to share it with you. Yeah, partially, not so much like it's coming down the pipeline, but just this is information that I know about you that I wasn't supposed to find out, right? So I feel like the issue, going back to the first question, is that the people that CC me don't have no boundaries. Oh, God, I exactly. Your <laughs> I should not know this information. And so it like my integrity, and I guess this kind of pulls into the question of like, what direction does integrity go in? Because my integrity is not too these bosses that made this horrible decision to CC me. Like I've actually been in a situation where I got CC'd on something and saw some information I wasn't supposed to see. And it wasn't harmful or hurtful like this. It actually played a big role in me leaving my job, but that's neither here nor there. So you were supposed um, to see it. Boom, look, boom. God is so good. <laughs> and see, and that's the part though, for me it's like, I wasn't supposed to be privy to this information, but this person don't know. So I'm about to share it with this person to support and help them too. Um, But yeah, like my integrity, well, I guess it depends. Again, it depends on the role. So this is one of those compounding factors is who is my integrity to in this situation? Like is my integrity to this university, like to these people who cc me on the email, was it my direct supervisor? Is this a subordinate? So I think that some of those factors probably will also play out. Is it a friend? Because depending on who I am in relationship with, it's more than likely going to determine how I make a decision about sharing that information. So hmm, that is a good one yes and please listeners you all have to let us know what you think class this is the homework like let us know like let us know like where which where do you go what do you do what's the integral what's the integral thing to do we absolutely need to know okay marcy you have the last one yes so your cousin is down on their luck in their event planning business sure covid is a thing but you've also seen them not be planful in their execution of events, overbill clients for mistakes they've made, and lack attention to detail that you know is a critical skill in the business. Your coworker is looking for an event planner for a series of events they are planning for next year, and you accidentally mention it to your cousin. Now they're asking you to put them on. <laughs> what do you do? How does integrity show up here? Yikes. So the compounding factors here is. I talk too much because I should have kept this to myself. (laughs) Like I should have never said nothing to my cousin about this. Um, So the compounding factor is I talk too much. Um, The person who needs the job is a coworker. So it impacts like my work. It's not just like a friend, somebody I know. It's like my work, like my my place of employment. Um, And I'm thinking like, if you mess this up, like, this person gonna be at work talking about how I refer her to somebody that was trash and ruining my reputation at work as a person of who operates in integrity. So that's a whole thing. And then family, right? And like, I know you down on your business and I know COVID is a thing and event planning is hard. And like, you know, this is a terrible time for event planners, right? So what do I do? Um, 
oh, <laughs> everything, everything I'm thinking of saying, like, I'm like, mm, no, nah, that wouldn't work either. You know what? I think I would tell my cousin, um, yeah, like put together a proposal and, or like, you know, here's her email, put together a proposal. I'm sure you can reach out to her and share it with her. Um, you know, then you can feel free to let her know, um, that you know me or like that I brought it up or whatever. Um, I don't, um, I don't, but then I feel like I got to tell the coworker, like, Hey, look out for my cousin's email or whatever. So actually, I don't know that I would do that. Cause if my cousin ain't operating in integrity, I'm, I'm having a hard time referring you girl. Like, and I, then I feel like I'll, I'll put it in the middle of it because what's going to happen is I'm going to have to be the event planner now. Right. Because I'm going to be like, it can't fail. Cause you can't embarrass me. So man. So what would I do? I probably just hit the mumble. I think I would just try to let this fade to black because it ain't no good way to do it, in my opinion. The only integral thing is to pretend I didn't say I don't know, Marcy. I'm stuck. What do I do? What's the integral thing? So I think the thing that shows the most integrity, which is also probably a lot more difficult is to give your cousin very honest feedback about your reservations that you have. So I know that we're generally conflict avoided and we don't want to hurt people's feelings, but I really believe that genuine feedback, genuine honest feedback to people helps them to grow. And so being able to say like, hey, I would put you on. However, I've noticed that you're not often playful in the execution of your events. And I've heard you talk about overbilling clients for mistakes that you've made and you tend to lack attention to detail. I don't feel comfortable recommending you to someone that I work with if I can't trust that you are going to be able to put a good product out there. You don't know my cousins. So this is the thing. I have, first of all, I already gave my cousin this feedback. I mentioned to her a couple of times this is how she lived her life. Also, the moment that I give my cousin this feedback, you know what's gonna happen? You right, cuz. Well, you know what you should do? Help me with this. Cause um, we can if we just did this together, cause this is what you good at. And I'm not mad at her because delegation and know your strengths and weaknesses. However, I'm not gonna be in business with you. So no, I already know how this is a setup, Marcy. And that's why I cannot give them this feedback. Because they first turnaround is well, you can help me, we can do it together. We we may not, we will not, we we will not do it together. We will not, and so. This is why I cannot tell them that. Not because it's not the right thing to do, but because they're gonna ask me for help and I cannot I cannot help them. I will not. Yeah, you got lots of compounding factors here. I didn't realize that your cousin was not open to feedback and was gonna ask you to help. But absolutely not. Why would I be helping you? <laughs> I am not in the event planning business. I'm just letting you know what things are not working for the event planning business for you. So absolutely not. Um, are there other compounding factors that you can think of? You know, I do think that like when somebody's down on their luck, like, you know, you, you kind of want to help even more. You, you really want to, you know, give, you know, f help them find a break. They asking you if you know of anybody and you know of somebody. So it definitely is like one of those things where, um, you know, you can't say, well, I don't know nobody. And let's say they find out and then like, Sharon at your job been looking for somebody. She told me, she mentioned it to you, ain't say nothing. And you like, dang, you know, like, so that becomes an issue too. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, 
I can't, I have, I find it really hard to give my cousin this feedback, not because it's not true and it's not the right thing to do because I know my cousin and I know that they're going to ask for my help. And then of course I'm going to feel responsible to help them. Right. Because I'm like, I want your business to be successful. I want my coworkers event to be successful. I know I am good at this. Right. I can plan the heck out of an event. So I know if I do it, it is going to be an excellence. You know, this helps you get your foot back in the door. One ref- You might be one referral away from your next big business. But I think it's like the end game. Like, yeah, I can help you with this one. But like, how are you going to operate as a business person beyond this? And if you don't got those basic principles down, I probably shouldn't be referring you. I probably shouldn't be putting you on. I probably shouldn't be doing that. So again, I'm gonna hit him with the mumbles. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go real hard of hearing. And then I'm gonna um, be like, well, I'm about to leave. I'll talk to y'all later. And then I'm gonna pretend it never happened. Cause that's the thing to do. <laughs> that is one way <laughs> to approach it. That is not integrity. That is the opposite of what we are talking about. But I do think that there is integrity, though, in getting people connected with the resources that they need. So you know that you're good at these kinds of things, and you're also good at getting resources to help people achieve the goals that they want to achieve. And so getting them connected with someone else who is in the event planning business that maybe they can partner with um, so that it isn't you, because no, I am not an event planner. That is not my job. I am not doing this for you. However, learning those skills will be beneficial for you moving forward. So I think that that could be another response as well. Yeah, I do like the idea of like, but you know, nothing's worse than like you asking somebody for something and they like, you know who can help you, Mike? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. But but it is what it is. So um, yeah, this is this is a tough one for me. But I really, I just want to encourage you class to really lean into integrity, like do the best you can to operate from a place of integrity, from a place of honesty, like people are relying on you. Um, and moreover, like you want to be the type of person for yourself that, that operates from a place of integrity. Don't, don't be that person that people are like, girl, not her. Like, don't be that person. It's, it's, don't be that person. People are relying on you and you should be relying on yourself better than that. And we digress. So next up is All Black Everything. Marcy, what do you have for us this week? So this week in All Black Everything, we are going to just shout out one of my favorite things in the world or a group of my favorite things in the world, and that is HBCUs. So as of recording today, it is um, HBCU week. And I don't know how I let this slide under my radar, but apparently HBCU week is a national initiative um, from the White House. And it it makes me want to hurl a little bit that when I pull up Google to see HBCU week, there is a proclamation by our current um, holder of the seat of president that is saying by the authority vested in him, blah, 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 blah. However, I'm going to just take the good (laughs) of that and be able to acknowledge that we have a whole week devoted to HBCUs that is a White House initiative. And it highlights the importance of historically black colleges and universities. Y'all know I go hard for Spelman, um, always have, always will. And so even if you didn't go to an HBCU for undergrad, just being able to acknowledge the contribution that HBCUs have made to our community, the people who graduate from HBCUs that go on to change the world, (laughs) myself included, um, and just all of the things that like, I 
think HBCUs represent this identity, the identity formation, the community that is built. For me, HBCUs are such a safe haven for Black folks. And I know a lot of people ask questions about, well, how do you operate in the regular world if you went to an HBCU? And it's because we went to an HBCU, so we're so sure and firm and solid in ourselves that whatever we go out into the world and have to come up against, we know how to navigate and manage. Not that you can't get that anywhere else, but the HBCU experiences is obviously very different. So take this time this week, um, the conference, there's actually a national HBCU week conference that is virtual not 100% sure if you have to pay for it but if it's free definitely check it out aka is also um, and I know that they've been doing HBCU impact day for years at this point and by the time you all listen to this it'll actually have ended but Monday the 21st is impact day and what they did last year, we raised a million dollars for HBCUs in one day. Um, and so even if it's after the 21st, when you hear this, you can still make a donation. We will still be accepting monies for um, HBCU Impact Day. And in any way that you can donate to an HBCU, it can be Spelman, it can be any other HBCU um, that maybe is close to you or that you've heard of brush up on your HBCU knowledge. Um, one of the videos that Ashley shared with me earlier did a little HBCU trivia, like when you think of the Mecca, what HBCU do you think of? What are some, who are some famous celebrities that graduated from HBCUs? <laughs> one of the questions was what fraternity is most likely to get suspended or what, if you knew that one got suspended, who most likely would it be? Go check the video out to see who that was, <laughs> but you can make your assumptions. So yeah, HBCUs have just definitely been so super influential and so super impactful in my life and in a lot of people's lives, in our history's lives, in our sorority's lives. So definitely support an HBCU this week if you can. Yes, and um, to shout out a couple of HBCUs that <clears throat> Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated is supporting. Shout out to Albany State, Alcorn State, American Baptist College, Bennett College for Women, Chicago State, Coppin, Fayetteville, Florida Memorial, Fort Valley State, Harris Stowe, Lincoln University, Lemony, Livingston, Miles College, Mississippi Valley State, Norfolk State, North Carolina Central, Philander Smith, Savannah State, Shaw, Stillman, St. Augustine, Southern. University of New Orleans, South Carolina State, um, University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, Juarez, uh, West Virginia State, which I did not know West Virginia State was an HBCU, Wilberforce, Wiley, and Edder, um, Edward Waters. Um, there's also Delaware State, Lane College, um, Phillips College, and Megar Evers College as well. Um, so I'll be donating to Lincoln University, which is a local HBCU in Pennsylvania, as well as Harris Stowe. Um, because it's um, the um, it's the um, HBCU that I like kind of grew up around in my like larger community. So I'll be donating uh, to both of those institutions today. Um, so make your personal contributions just as much as like $35 can really help advance um, an HBCU when we all chip in. So Marcy, thank you so much for adding that to All Black Everything. 
So last this week is TVT, and we are putting a call out. We want to know what you're watching. Marcy and I have um, been like still in the lands of reruns, so we have not been watching very much TV. And with a lot of fall TV not coming back, uh, we are dry bones over here. So we want to know what you're watching. Let us know. You can hit us up on Instagram at uh, Instagram.com backslash school and life podcast. Again, that's Instagram.com backslash school and life podcast. You can follow us there and then let us know in the comments of this week's episode what you're watching. Um, we know that um, apparently Grays is coming back. Um, so super excited about that. I think it'll be back in a couple months. But until then, and other fall TV comes back, we are dry bones. So let us know what you're watching on TV. Let us know what we should be watching. If you've listened to more than one episode, you know our genres. So <laughs> add us in things. Feel free to um, drop your faves in our comment section. We cannot wait to hear from you. And that wraps up this week's episode of School on Life. Thank you so much for listening. We're so grateful for you. So grateful for um, our community that we've built here. We definitely have the best podcast um, audience in the world. And we're so grateful for this class. We'll catch you next week. School's out. Class dismissed.